what's going on? Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 180. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. We have a finals. So, yes. Finals are finally here, man. What a season, by the way. I thought it was a really good season. Uh, Aside from the injuries. um, I feel like that's been a thing, though. Injuries is like an every year thing. It is, I think, well, so many preseason contenders were uh, plagued by injuries, I think. Like, throughout the season. Not so much at the end, but throughout the season. You know, well, we'll we'll get into it in a second about the playoffs. But, you know, we we didn't see Kawhi at all this season. Anthony Davis we saw very, very limited this season. Um Obviously, the Nets were in and out the whole season. Uh, yeah. Embiid had some issues this season. Jimmy Butler had issues this season. So, <clears throat> But we're here. We're finally here. Um, Let's get into it, man. It's last series. Uh, I believe last, ep- last time we went, it was ga- right after game four. Yes. Yep. Because we predicted the last three games. You predicted... Super very accurately, yes. And you know why that is? I think I'm not gonna like it, wasn't really like a prediction that I was making out of me knowing the game better or anything like that. I just I counted on these teams' deficiencies costing them games. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw it the whole series and it never stopped. Yeah, yeah, and and what's worse, what's worse about both of these two teams, like. I think we agreed coming in that they're pretty much the two best teams in the East. Yeah. At least, Roster you know, wise, yeah, considering sure. how... if Maybe if Middleton was, was healthy, it would be a little different. Yeah. But these were the two best teams coming down the stretch. And all their deficiencies are, like, by choice. Yeah. that That's what kills me about both of these teams. And yeah. you saw how close the series was. But yeah, so many yeah. boneheaded issues that could have cost both teams. It wouldn't have went to seven if it wasn't an even, <clears throat> you know, pretty even uh, matchup. So um, do you want to go game by game? Uh, quickly on game five and six, and then let's we'll go over seven in more detail. I thought a lot of people accurately thought the series was over after game five. Mm-hmm. Like, the way Miami looked, how... I mean, Jimmy Butler looked awful. Terrible. I was going to come on here. If they had gotten killed in game six, I would have came on here (laughs) and destroyed Jimmy. Like, I don't want to hear nothing about no fucking knee. Like, none of that. Right. Because in game five, it was so bizarre. He, He was really aggressive. But it mm-hmm. was so like it was so tunnel vision, so selfish, so I want to get going, which he never plays like. Right. And I was watching it, and obviously Boston's clicking in every way. And I'm like, wow. I mean, Miami can't recover from this. Yeah, and, and that that was the game he played that full game, right? Because in the fourth, in game four, is when he left at halftime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Miami, so he came back Miami. off of that. Right. So, um, this game he had six points, 
Seven rebounds, one assist. How many shots did he take? Look at his fucking shooting. <laughs> he was three for 14. Oh, I'm, I can't believe he took 14. He somehow, he never, he always finds a way not to take too many shots. Hey, remember I told you, was it two years ago now? Yeah. 18 shots is his magic number. When they when he takes 18, Miami's... Yeah, at least, at least when he's going off, he keeps going. He doesn't shut it off, yeah. like, when he's in the middle of a good game. Right. In this particular game... It didn't seem like any other starters really wanted to play for Miami. No. Bam went from having a good two games in a row to being MIA in this game. What did he? Nine points, six rebounds, two assists, only took five shots. I mean, <laughs> Lowry was. I mean, it just it blows my mind. How an, a basketball player could come off of a thirty-one point game and take five shots? Yeah, that that to Oladipo me. Oladipo was their best player in this game. Crazy by far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, if they had won, if they had won this series, I would have voted. I mean, obviously, I don't get a vote, but I would have voted for Oladipo for MVP of the series. To be honest. Dead okay. Series. Okay. Jimmy Butler had three single-digit games <clears throat> as a starter. Three single-digit. Outside and of the one good game. Outside of the game, Butler left. Every other win was almost exclusively because of Jimmy Butler. Oh, every win. Yeah. 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 And, and game seven would have been if they had won. It would have been Butler's MVP oh, yeah. stamp. It would have, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But he, yeah, if they had one. Um, so this game, is there more to say about this? Celtics railed him. 20-point game. Robert Williams Easy looked win. great. He did. Absolutely, he did. He did. And I think that, well, we'll get into it game seven. Game seven. So uh, next game, game six. Jimmy Butler uh, rises from beyond the grave. Yes, absolutely. to to go absolutely insane like he did in game one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just I, I thought like there was a crazy amount of like wow like this is Butler's one of his greatest games. I didn't think he really played that much better than game one. Um, yeah, it, this this kind of leads to a point I'll make later. But Jimmy can do that where he doesn't have to be super aggressive. He doesn't have to attack that much. He can just play steady and go for 40, which would be everyone else's, like, uh, almost like half speed for him. It just yeah. makes it look easy. He reserves energy and everything, so, yeah. And game six was, a, like, Boston has an opportunity to win the game in spite of all that. Mm-hmm. And what kills them? Bad decisions. Things right. they can control. Right. Turnovers. Again, spacing was bad. Like, honestly, I, I can't comprehend how Boston manages to have bad spacing ever. Um, nah, me either. Like, I see, I I see Miami have that to. problem. 
and like it yeah. makes sense to me. A lot of the time, it's how they play. A lot of the time, it's who's out there. With Boston, any five guys they put out there, I'm like, yo, there's even regardless of the problems we've talked about, the space should still be there. Right. We shouldn't be driving through Oladipo and three other Mi- two other Miami players are there. Like that that shouldn't ever happen. Right. And yet, Game Six is constantly going on. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Uh, what were the turnover numbers in this game? I'm sure it wasn't that different because Miami's a mess as well. Yeah, this particular game, I thought both teams looked really bad. Um, Celtics just were a little bit worse because, like, Horford did nothing in this game. He just couldn't make anything. And even though, uh, and then Grant Williams, this was a weird game where Grant Williams, like, wasn't involved like he had been in the earlier part of the series and last series. Yeah. Like, this is the first game it seemed like Grant Williams, they really took Grant Williams out of the game. I think he had foul trouble, too. <clears throat> you know what's weird is, from for all the turnover problems they had, Grant Williams is probably the only guy they limited dribbling the ball. I know. Yeah. Which is just bizarre, because he only ever dribbles to make a good decision. Outside yeah. of an occasional bad drive. Right, but even when he does that, it's usually off of a great pump fake. Yeah, and like there's no one there. He just, you know, gets caught up on a pass or something. Um, yeah. So Miami took that one. I won't say easy, but again, both teams looked bad. Miami just looked less bad. And Jimmy game. Butler played 45 minutes. Yeah. So yep. that that had a lot. That was a very important point going into this last game. Yeah, yeah. And that game, actually, Lowry played fantastic in that game. Compared to how he had been playing, at least in the other yeah, part of awful. the series. Yeah. This was by far the best game. And it kind of gave, I would say it gave Miami, I think Miami was feeling good going into game seven. What about you? You think they were? No. No? You don't think they were feeling good? No. You know why? Because watching... They should have, I guess, but after game six, I realized that Miami's half-court offense, like, can't hang with probably the best defense in the league. Mm, right. I mean, right. we've we've disagreed on this a lot with Miami specifically, Mm-hmm. But by the end of the series, I can't defend. Their half-court offense looked a lot of times incompetent. Yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. I'm like, how did they even get to this point? Like, obviously, I know how they beat the other teams. But how did nobody expose this like more than they did? And I'm sorry. The game, game five, Jimmy had 13, and he was four for 18. Not three for fourteen. Magic number. So he did take eighteen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So game seven. Game seven. Uh so Miami we had different... again comes out flat. I'ma just start there. Right. We looked at the first half very differently. At least the first quarter, right? You saw Miami as flat. I mean, 
it's it's about like how you're trying to dictate the game. Because mm-hmm. I've seen Spolster do this very well a lot of the time, but yeah. like Boston is clearly there's a clear point of emphasis to be physical with people. Mm-hmm. Like they're they come out the game, they're up on everybody, they're fighting hard through screens, everybody's on the glass, like they're just physical. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Miami is just running handoffs. Right. Like we're just passing the ball. Jimmy Butler, who's the best player of this series, is just moving the ball. Bam, who they don't don't have an answer for, like just is just handing it off. It was just bizarre. Yeah. I mean, Miami, Miami's turnovers for the first time all series looked like Boston. Mm-hmm. Where it was the team, like, the team is so confident that they could just get it to everybody that all these guys are trying passes for, a, a, at a certain point, no reason. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy's yeah. getting to the free throw line to pass it to a guy. Mm-hmm. What did you think? So, for me, and I guess this kind of just speaks to how... Uh, Little I respect Miami's offense. I thought Boston's defense was fantastic in the first half. I thought I thought Boston was dictating kind of how Miami had to play. Not that I think that Boston can stop Bam and and Jimmy, but I think I think they were funneling really well, making guys go certain ways, making things happen from the corners, it looked like a lot of times. Boston kind of forced them into the corners and Miami was making bad decision after bad decision coming out of the corners. Um, I think they defended the ban illegal screens really well in the first half. Uh, And then on the other end, I think Boston was taking really good shots. Now it could have been Miami not playing great defense. I could see, I could definitely understand people looking at it that way. But I think I didn't see Boston force a single shot in the first half. And there was times they could have. Well, I'll say the first quarter. Second quarter, they forced a few. But the first quarter, I didn't see them force a single shot. It was all very, very good passes, um, you know, driving kicks. And Jalen and Jason were really aggressive going to the basket. I just thought it was a great, great, great start for them. They set the tone. Definitely, with that first quarter. Yeah, man. Again, they were just locked in. Offensively, they were essentially flawless the first 20 minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, And and defensively, like, in the second quarter, they ramped it up to even better than initially, I thought. They did. I think so, too. Once Miami kind of woke up and started taking better shots and making better decisions, that's when the Mm -hmm. stops became a big deal to me. Yeah, yeah, and and then the few times Miami was getting good shots, it was late in the shot clock. It seemed like they were forcing sometimes. Jimmy kind of had to force drives, like where uh, he had to be a lot more aggressive than he normally is when it comes to driving. And I mean, it worked, but um, I think that's kind of what you want out of as a Celtic. 
you don't want the easy ones for Jimmy. You don't want him to take anything easy. You don't want him to create anything easy for anyone else. Yeah, and in that so, first um, half, he had to take and make a lot of tough shots. He did. Which, again, coming off of a 45-point game. Uh, at this point in our highlight, we're about 20. We're about to the halftime point, and Jimmy has yeah. not checked out the game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. So so, then, so again, we're at halftime. Just to put it in perspective, real quick, from from what we've yeah. kind of discussed, Boston is absolutely dominating. Yeah, for, for the, the most part, for yeah. about ninety, about ninety percent of the game, they're dominating. And we go into yeah. halftime. Miami is down, I believe, eight points with eight or nine missed free throws. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I might be off on a free throw or, or the score a little bit, but it was like with the made free throws, it, I remember seeing it and thinking it would have been a one-possession game. I think I told you that. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. So, yeah. again, Miami, and it was really Jimmy and Bam. Mm-hmm, and that was it. That and was like literally. Who took command it. of the offense I just I don't understand why it took 15 minutes of basketball for that to be realized. Right. Yeah. So halftime. What did you see in the third quarter? Boston, and this is something um, we'll definitely have to discuss when it comes to talking about the finals. Uh, Boston goes on lulls, man, where they cannot they have a really hard time scoring. And um, this third quarter, I think although they played pretty well, uh, they went on a long stretch of not scoring. And Miami came out, I thought, very well. I think they came out making great passes. They felt like there was a few possessions where it felt like to me like Miami didn't even need to dribble to get a shot. Like they were, they would pass, pass. Yeah. Somebody's open, we're gonna score. Pass, pass. Somebody cut, score. Um, and Boston, it's not that Boston's defense wasn't there, but I think for Boston, sometimes if they don't get good stops on defense, their offense kind of gets um, staggered, I guess. So that's what I saw most of the third third quarter. Uh, you have the stats in front of you, by the way. Um, yeah, rough stats. Yeah. I, I, I'm just curious, how many did Jimmy Butler have at half? It was twenty something. Half? It I was like twenty. That. It was a lot. I want to say like, it was twenty four, but I, let me check. That sounds right. But but go ahead, keep going. I'll 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 find it. But in the third quarter, I thought Miami's role players stepped up. Mm, yeah. Uh, I thought they had more energy. I thought they made more plays. They were looking for Jimmy a lot more. They they had a good uh, they got a good halftime break. Yeah, they did. But this third quarter, and I don't disagree with anything you said. Mm-hmm. I think this third quarter was like probably the first time I saw Boston as a, a legitimate championship team. Mm, okay. You know why? Because while they were on a fucking lull, which every team goes on, yeah, they still controlled the game. 
Mm-hmm. Up until that point, I, I will say probably 95% of the time, when Boston goes on a lull, the other team is back in the game or the other team takes over the game. Yeah. Like it happened with a lot of the Miami wins. Yep. Finally, Boston, and I, I didn't say anything because I'm sitting there watching like like Boston is giving up the game. I think I told you something at halftime, but then, you know, I try to focus in on the third quarter and, and you see that Boston's letting Miami back in the game. It's kind of, it's getting closer. And all of a sudden, big shot by Brown, big shot by Tatum. Smart took, took and made big shots. Horford yep, made yep. big plays. That's yep. that's what I couldn't see from them during the lulls before. That's true. That's true. They they made a lot of plays that, although Miami was catching up, they made a lot of plays that disrupted their momentum. Yes. Like Miami never fully got like a good momentum of the game. Yeah. Like you said, they Boston still controlled the game even when Miami went up. We're well not up, but when it got to really really close game. Boston would hit a shot and say, "Nah, you know, we we still in this. We still got this." And, and that was really and he did impressive have 24, to me. By the way, yeah, Jimmy did twenty four. Yeah, um, at the that that to me from Boston's side was really impressive. Because mm-hmm. it, it was it was and it was the guys like I want like you know if if Tatum had missed those shots and Brown misses those shots, that's fine. But where it's shots, not turnovers, and it's shots I like and the team should like, right. That's what, right. like, like if they – we'll talk about the finals, but if they're going to beat the best team in the league, they got to be able to sustain control of the game while not playing well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. So, fourth quarter, which was super exciting, by the way. Probably one of the most exciting fourth quarters of the playoffs to me. Yeah. Probably since the Brooklyn and uh, Boston series. I don't know. Morant, um, the Minnesota one with Morant oh, yeah. going crazy was, yeah. was just wild. And both those were first round, right? Yeah. So since the first round, this is the most exciting uh, fourth quarter. And it was it was back and forth, back and forth. It was only a three-point difference here in the, in the fourth quarter. And uh, Miami actually outscored them by three in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Miami eventually clawed their way back into the game. Yep. And, and at that point, like, you know, Miami is capable of doing that. Obviously, they're in the conference finals. It's not a fluke. And Boston is capable of blowing leads. Right. That's Boston, yeah. again, even though I was impressed with what I saw, it wasn't yeah. the perfect formula yet, if right. there is one. Right. I don't know, man. Um, what did what was the biggest thing you thought like that Miami did to come like bring the game officially back? Um, since so we talked about their half court, I think the less time Miami takes in the half court, the better they play. If Miami comes down slow and they take fifteen seconds, you know, eighteen seconds out of the shot clock. You can, you played great defense. They're gonna have to force. They're gonna have to take a bad shot. I think when they, in the last run, I want to say the middle of the fourth quarter, they were coming down like first six seconds of the shot clock. They were doing something, making some kind of action. Somebody was looking at a shot, 
they may not have taken every shot that quick, but they had a look early in the shot clock. And um, I think they made good play, big plays on defense. With Lowry, the, um, Lowry had a lot of big plays. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I think Boston was a little bit... I think the momentum at that time rattled Boston just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, what, what did you, you see, see? You see, that's a good point. I think... I think when both teams play with momentum, they could go toe-to-toe yeah. with each other, no problem. Yeah. It's when they don't have momentum, Boston can survive, whereas mm-hmm. Miami is is suffering underwater with no oxygen. <laughs> and, and that... Yeah, you're right about that. Boston has probably... I mean, maybe three out of like the top ten breakdown scores in the league like when the play breaks down smart brown tatum are amazing scorers when the play is broken yeah. 18 seconds into the shot clock we ran the play nothing was open or we took a shot we missed it we got offensive rebound what are we going to do those guys shine in those moments especially smart because smart like a long rebound would come out to him at the three-point line and he hits a huge three and it's you know that's just what he does he's great at that um, I forgot what my point was. Oh, Miami doesn't have that. They only have Jimmy to do that. One guy. That's One it. guy. Yeah. And now and everyone we're, else, we're at the point everyone now. Everyone else takes a bad shot. They force in those situations. Struce, Lowry, Bam ends up taking like weird floaters, fadeaways. Like everyone does something out of their character in those situations except for Jimmy. Now we're at the point where, um, again, game is winding down. We're battling. And Jimmy Butler has played out of the last 70 minutes, he's played essentially all of them. Yes. Let's say 80 minutes. 80 minutes, he's played essentially all of them. Yes. And and I noticed this in the third quarter when, like, him getting back looked like Anthony Davis. <laughs> Like where he he's you know, obviously it was because he's exhausted, but he looked hurt yeah. getting back on defense. Right. Obviously, he didn't look hurt scoring or defending guys, but getting mm-hmm. back, he jogged every time. And Miami was like prepared for it. Like he would call guys to match up a little differently for him to get the last guy for Boston a lot of the time. Yeah. There, to there get was the trail like, guy. There, there was a plan from a, at least from the players. To, to like help Jimmy make it through the game yeah and let, let's not uh, forget to mention Bam played 46 minutes and 10 seconds in this game Jimmy played 48 minutes Bam played 46 and 10 seconds and now we're getting <laughs> to why Miami lost this series conditioning and d- not using their depth like no, we've been talking about for their the conditioning, entire playoffs I, Bro, I guarantee you, if instead of the entire game, Jimmy had a four-minute break at some point, yeah, he makes that shot. Or you know what? No, no, no. That's 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 a reach. I'm reaching on that one. I'm not gonna say he uh-huh. makes the shot because it's not his game. He doesn't settle for the shot if he's not gassed the whole fourth quarter. Mm, okay. You're talking about the shot. Yes. The shot. The transition three that he took. Yes. The shot. 
Now I'm focusing on the shot. Would you like to focus mm-hmm. on Boston's complete ineptness to allow that to happen? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, that was on the tail end of a 11 and 0, 11 0 run, by the way. And Jimmy actually didn't score any of the points in nope. the eleven oh run, which was I thought was very interesting. But they had a great stop. And listen, I I'm not mad at Boston's defense on that particular possession because I don't know there's really what else they could do or else they would I mean, Horford would have had to foul him if he got in the inside the three-point line. It would have been a foul. Yeah. Either on the shot or on the drive. If Horford ran out there for the three, he would have had to foul Jimmy on the drive, one or and, the other. And I'm not confident he goes two for two the way they were shooting free throws, but that's, you know, at that point we're reaching for too many hypotheticals. Right. So I think Boston, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think... I don't know if Boston was thinking, oh, Jimmy might take a transition three here. But I do know that them protecting the rim was the best choice that they had at that particular junction, especially on an 11-0 run. I'd rather you, you know, cap it off when it, with a tough three than, you know, come with a dunk or a, you know, and one And this layup. game, this game became like a single possession game really randomly. Because it yeah, really the, was an 8-0 run. Yeah. It was an 8-0 run to where, Jesus, Boston, what are you doing? But the game is yeah. still fine. We're still, you know, we still have a quality, like, four-point, five-point lead. We're okay. It's not that much time. And then Struess just hits a wild shot, I thought. Yeah, well, uh, the reason you say that is because the 11-0 run was in, like, a minute and... 12 seconds or whatever it was that quick it was a like wasn't even a full two minutes that the 11 run happened and yes that that shot was probably the shot of the game That's and, and once he made that shot i i really wanted miami to win the game to be honest <laughs> why is that because this this 11 run it, al- it almost yeah. made me regret all the confidence I saw in the third quarter. Uh, in Boston? From Boston, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my and the, God. And that 11-0 run is why, for those who are wondering why I didn't think Boston would win this series, it was because of stuff like that. I thought Miami would capitalize on that more. But, yeah. hey, it is what it is. It, it is, you know, again, you come down to a shot, you're open... Even if Jimmy, yeah. I, I've talked to a number of people. I really haven't heard anybody have an issue with the shot he took. I think people want to have an issue with it. I, I think all all the listeners who have ever seen me play basketball, you know, one hundred percent, I would have taken the same shot. Yeah. So I have no people, room. Bro, LeBron yeah. for years took shots like that. Would the Warriors have dr- driven on that? No, not one player bro, on the Warriors pool, would have dri- driven. Would have drained that. it real quick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Poole would have sent them home and would have been waving as soon as he made it. Like, good, see you guys. Yeah, yep. I I just, like, Marcus Smart had such a good game up until that 11-0 run. A lot of them did. (laughs) Brown Brown was having 
such a good game. And then, like, again, we control the game. Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's literally no need to force shots. They were forcing shots. And, and that's the one, the one thing, literally, if, if I'm giving you, you're my point guard, I'm saying I'm going to put you in this situation, you're up 12 with four minutes left. Like, right. all, all you have to do besides getting stops, which Boston obviously knows how to do, is is not to force shots. Wasn't it, um, I'm going to say it was like 48 seconds left or something like that when Smart took that ridiculous shot? Yes. Like he came down early in the shot clock? Bro, I told you, Grant Williams had to get the rebound and hold it and say, Smart, slow down. Like, let's slow down. I'm telling you. You know, you know what this See, game? If Grant seven, Williams has to do that. You do not have a point guard on the roster. I thought both Pritchard coaches slowed it down. Exactly. I thought both coaches didn't trust their role players as much as they should have. And and with Spolster, um, there's one exception, but I'll get to that. Um. <laughs> Don't spoil it yet, because uh, it's not it's I not think, like the deciding factor, but it was very important. I think Boston did as good of a job as I expected. Um, you know, I they were fouling them enough, so they didn't need Tice out there. They had plenty. They used plenty of fouls, and I think they played Derek White probably more than I expected them to, to be honest. Uh, and Pritchard, but you know the problem is because Miami didn't go deep, Celtics had no need to, like. Since Miami wasn't going to take any of their top six out, there's really nowhere to put Pritchard or um, obviously not Neesmith or Tice out there because Bam played 46 minutes. And, you know, once Tice got out there, Bam was going to the line immediately. Yeah, Bam would have went off for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even even not look at his score, he would have went off. Right. And uh, even though Grant Williams... I mean, Grant Williams played a lot of minutes in this game. Um, Robert Williams did not. Uh, Derek White played twenty minutes, just about. Uh, I think they've. I think he trusted his team well. They they really only go that that deep anyway. You know what the difference was? Udoka, whether Udoka trusts his guys or not, he'll never put it in. He'll never put them in a position to decide the series. That's true. And, and Spolstra, yeah. and this is the main point to me, like you could you could cover it up with not subbing Jimmy Butler out all you want, leaving Bam in for 46 minutes all you want. Yeah. I, I, scream, I was ready to scream in game five when down 24 points with Jimmy Butler on the floor, an all-star, Oladipo on the floor, an all-star, uh, yeah. Kyle Lowry on the floor, a former All-Star. Bam Adebayo yeah. on the floor, a, an All-Star level player. A borderline yeah. Bam's has been, been an, all-star. an All-Star. Yeah. Four fucking All-Stars. Down, four capable All-Stars. Down 24 points. We're going to the guy who just cracked our rotation this year. From Division Two basketball. P.J. Tucker is a NBA champion last season. And he barely played in the second half of game seven. 
He did, he played less than Derek White. Bro, but he also Spolstra finished with a minus the, sixteen. The nerve, the nerve to not sub Jimmy Butler out and force possessions to Struz. Right. That, like if you're gonna do that, why would you not rest Jimmy at that point? Harrow was Harrow was apparently healthy for this game. He played in the first he half. Played, a second. He only played six minutes in the whole game. Yeah, but I'm just I'm I'm giving you people that could have subbed in. Harold only played six minutes. Caleb Martin played fantastic the last two games. Didn't touch um, the court. Again, Bam played forty six minutes. Dwayne Dedman played zero. Who's been he great for played, them? Right. He's he's played good for them this whole series. And then obviously Duncan Robinson is getting paid ninety million and didn't Bro, I, I don't understand. I, I just don't get why game seven, you say, forget the fucking depth. Jimmy, take us home. Yeah, how do you out? You're going to out top six, the best top six in the league. Like, it doesn't, I, I don't understand what that logic is. Yeah, we have nine guys that can play and play big minutes on every team in the entire league. Really, 10. They just never play Markeith Morris. Uh, we have 10 guys that can play big minutes on every team in the league, but Boston only plays six, so we're only going to play seven. That doesn't – the logic there isn't isn't uh, there for me. The, two, the two things to me specifically, in, in my opinion, it was Martin not playing, and mm-hmm. it was never subbing Struess out for fucking Tucker in the second half. Struess played 36 minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> like Lowry played thirty nine. And no, granted, you you found minutes for Vincent. I'll give you that. Yeah. Because if Vincent had barely played, I I would have been screaming honestly. Right. But I just I don't get Especially it since like, he started the whole second this... half. Miami like needed to get stops and they didn't. And yeah. a lot of it was because Boston was relentlessly attacking Shrews. Yep. And like Spolstra just toughed it out. Yeah. He never did anything just like he used to do with Duncan Robinson. He's like, yo, we're going to fight through this. We'll like mix it up. We'll zone it up. Bro, but the, just the funny thing out. is, they, they weren't even really like picking on Struce. Like they weren't targeting him. Like it was really in the flow of the offense and Struce. Would you get switched off and like, oh, we got Struess on me. I'm just going to go. It didn't look like every time down court they were just saying, yo, who's Struess guard and give it to him. They were running the offense and Struess got a bad switch and they exploited it. It's just just playing basketball. And that's the best way to do that. We've seen in other series and even with um, Miami, they think, oh, if someone can't guard Jimmy, we're just going to give it to Jimmy every time down court. And, you know, Jimmy's not – necessarily that dude to win games doing that i mean he can do that and he can score a lot of points but it's not winning for him and i think boston has found that they can actually run the offense and still exploit mismatches in this game seven i think they i think that'll help them moving forward into the finals yeah i mean you know obviously we'll have more to say on boston when we preview the finals but yeah it's it's tough with miami I didn't think Spolstra would lose faith in his roster in this game just out of nowhere. 
yeah. Like I, well, I know Tucker. I understand Tucker offensively was was playing pretty bad in the beginning of the game. Like he was, he was part of the reason why they were so inept initially. He was. Bro, Tucker's is a vet. Tucker he is. is Tucker strapped Tatum like ninety percent of the series. Yep. And he doesn't touch the court in the fourth quarter. In the second half, I don't think did he. I'm not sure if he played in the second half. Yeah, I'm not sure if while, he did either. While Struess, I'm pretty sure, did not check out of the fucking game. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, there's no need for Stru- With this, the guys you named, why the hell is Struess... Like, 25 is more than enough for him. Struess played 21 minutes in the second half, and PJ played three minutes in the second half. That's sick! Yeah, That's coaching criminality, bro. From from in my yeah. opinion, the best coach in the fucking league. Spolstra's the best coach in the league. Yup. But after that, after that game seven, I I look foolish <laughs> saying that. Obviously. After this series, this series should not even. I mean, if Co- if Spolstra was really coaching, like this series, it should not have went like this at all. And I mean, and I am saying that because of how many times Boston has made mistakes. I think Boston is a better team, but Boston made plenty of mistakes, plenty of chances for Miami to win four games. And Miami almost did. Yeah. I mean, before this, before game seven, uh, you know, Miami had a lot of chances to take this series in in six. So did Boston had way more though. (laughs) They did. They did, yeah. But Boston wasn't the number one seed. I'm talking about Miami, as good as Miami is and as good as the coach Spolster is supposed to be, he had more chances to win this easily. And Miami just played bad I, I more games. Say, and... I mean, maybe Kerr had a more impressive first-year run, but Udoka is having one of the most impressive first-year coaching runs I've ever seen. And like, this I will team say figured this. themselves out over the course of the year. I, I will say this. I watched uh, an old podcast from earlier this season of Tatum going on there talking about the talking about the media wanting to split him and Jalen up, right? Reddit. And I've said I this. Believe, said, um, I only saw Tatum talking. I didn't see who what mm. the question was. or I, I mean, I didn't see who asked him the question. But um, I, I said this last podcast and the podcast before, I think, I really think that noise sparked them. Because if you, like, to me, this whole half a season since the new year, Jalen Brown has taken a step back from how aggressive he was in the beginning of the season and in the la- end of last season. I think because last year, Jalen was teetering on being the better player between them. There was nights where we were like, well, Jalen should take 10 more shots than Jason because they're better shots. You know, he's getting cornered threes. Uh, He was more in the offense. And now I've seen since the new year, since they went on this amazing, this amazing record that they had, I've seen Jalen kind of step back into being more of that 
accelerated role guy where he gets his shots in spots. He doesn't take a lot of one-on-one shots anymore. Very, very few. Um, He doesn't bring the ball up court anymore. Very rarely. I've seen him take a major setback from what I think last year we thought his potential was. And I think that... I think we've seen how it has affected the game. It helps them. They can't be 1A and 1B. I think that I think they learned that this season. They have to be 1A, I mean, 1 and 2, not 1A, 1B. And I think throughout the playoffs, they've been 1 and 2, and Jalen's just had really good games. I don't know, man. I, I think... He's not nearly as ball dominant as he used to be last season and in the beginning of this season. I will say he makes decisions quicker. But to me, it's yeah, still he still has the ball a lot. Because if he didn't, the turnover problems wouldn't have been as, as glaring as they were at times. Turnover problems were disgusting by both of them. Both it of was, them. Yeah. And, and that's where I, do, I didn't really see the divide of first option, second option. His, but his turnovers came... On him attacking, Tatum's turnovers came with him making bad passes. And, and like, you know what? It might have been Oladipo more than anybody else, to be honest, because I swear Oladipo had like 15 steals just on Brown. He did, and yeah. and it wasn't that like it wasn't Brown being like you know making trying to make plays and everything. It was Brown trying to go score, yeah. and he was getting stripped every time. Tatum's turnovers were him trying to play point guard most of the time. Tatum didn't get, like, stripped or, um, you know, he got, like, the ball stripped, like, going up. But he didn't, like, get stripped off the dribble or anything like that. He was trying to make passes, and they were getting taken. They were getting stolen. He'd make a pass. It would get stolen. And Brown was taking Oladipo one-on-one for, like, six, five or six of his turnovers throughout the the series, which um, earlier this season – Brown would be like a try to be a playmaker like Tatum was, and I haven't, he didn't do that as much in this series, and it helped them. I think they were more focused on roles in this entire series. I think that helped them big I, I agree. time. I think I agree with that, but to me, it's the other guy that's primarily the reason for that. To me, Tatum. To me, Tatum Early in the year, we would yell at him going three for 18 and doing nothing else. Yeah. I I talked about this with the Brooklyn series. The effort is there to not just take tough shots. Yeah, that's true. That, to me, has been the biggest. And that's why, as a team, they look a lot more explosive. They do. Because, to me, I mean, we're like 10, 20 straight playoff games, and Tatum is not even going for you know 40 50 point games mm-hmm. he's aggressive he's always going to take a lot of shots he's not just he's not just killing possessions repeatedly he's not just like not right. looking for guys repeatedly to me part of the reason he has so many turnovers is because he's playing differently now yeah he is he I absolutely see a is. lot more drives from him where he's looking for the shooters he wants to find smart when he's open. And and a lot of the times now, the turnovers are part of the growing pains from that. Yeah. Like you said, like you said, a lot of it is bad passes. Bro, mm-hmm. early in the year, I was begging him to make bad passes. 
Yeah. It was just all bad shots. That that's what pissed me off more than anything. Because we're looking right. at Boston is the most complete roster in the league in the first three months of the year, we had no idea. Let let me put this into perspective real quick. Jalen Brown in December these are his shot attempts 22 22 24 36 20 29 25 right this is december january it goes to 18 17 19 18 19 20 20 he never gets he doesn't take 25 shots again for the rest of the season the entire season he doesn't take 25 shots again at all i yeah. mean i, I think and, I it, think Tatum's I'm be, not sure if it's that drastic. I think Tatum's shot attempts dipped, you know, a little more slightly than that. Yeah, you might be right, because he, he might have he's been distributing a lot more. I, I haven't looked at his assist numbers compared to like other seasons, but I would I would imagine his assist numbers went up this season. But but at he's least it having like, like his averages, I'm not sure either, but like I've seen the, the five to eight assist games with him trying to kick yeah. it out all day. Yeah. I I didn't see that in the past. So, no. so to me, and, that like him being more in tune with the team is the reason why, it, like we said last episode, Boston could 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 have literally gone sixteen and zero in the playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're good they're enough, easily capable to go sixteen and zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say the others. Um, in the in the playoffs have been absolutely fantastic above expectations Grant Williams played good this season but I didn't think he'd be one of the more valuable players on the team throughout the playoffs hey you know I think smart I mean stepped up Derek White turned out to be the most impactful trade of the year in the playoffs yeah well as in this series like at influencing least influencing a team taking a step and, and he's he yeah. kind of proves your point where he's not a point guard, but he's capable of playing it, and he's a high IQ player. He is a high IQ player. Yeah, and you see it. You already yeah. saw it late in the series. White was was the guy settling them down a lot of the time, making sure people touch the ball, shots are we're getting drives, we're playing kickouts. Like, I thought White just being a good decision maker helped them a ton. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it made it so smart could didn't have to play the whole games yeah or at least didn't have to play on ball the whole game which 100%. reserves your energy by itself yeah so let's talk about miami real quick miami's just their season in general this uh <laughs> uh i'm not gonna ask you what well i will ask you you think this was a wasted season for them no Kyle Lowry thinks so. so. I, I don't understand that what possessed him to say that. You know what? I don't you either. Know what, you know what possessed him to say that is he wasted a year. Yeah. He wasted a fucking year because he came to Miami as a missing piece, and now we're going into the offseason. He's washed up. Yeah. And he's going to be fighting. And I, I think I'm not saying he should retire. But if he doesn't get healthy, if he's got more hamstring problems next year, he's going to be done. And, you know, it, it was a little – it makes it even more selfish. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, just look it up. Look up what Kyle Lowry said about wasted season. Um, the thing is, 
he's been to the finals once. Yeah. You would think he was in the finals like every year for him to say, nah, if we're not playing for the championship, it's a wasted season. First thing my friend told me, like, yo, who does Lowry think he is as if he's a he's like Steph Curry going to the finals all the time? <laughs> he's been there once. On Kawhi's once. riding on Kawhi's back and Siakam's back. Right. Yeah. So, um, yo, I, I just like, I, I just again, you know, we like to put things in perspective. You really yeah. think the sixth man of the year wasted a year? Like, no. Tyler Harrow didn't, not. you know what I mean? Ask Tyler Harrow if he wasted a year. Ask Max right. Struess if he wasted a year. From D2 to starting on an NBA contender. I'll give it to you. You know, maybe he talked to Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson wasted his year. Duncan races, yeah. Gabe but Vincent did not waste his year. Gabe, Gabe Vincent, Vincent looks like a Martin, the capable guy, backup. Deadman had a good year. Deadman just literally earned another contract. Yeah. Deadman looks 45, and there's now a market for him to be a backup <laughs> for somebody next year. In reality, he's only like 29. <laughs> yeah. He just looks old. And he's been in the league for uh, forever. Yeah, he's like in, a, I think, early 30s. I mean, yeah. Like, but yeah. Even right. Jimmy and Bam, you know, maybe had ups and downs in the playoffs. Obviously, they didn't waste a year. They were within a shot of the finals. Yeah. You would think they got, like, it's one thing if Boston just obliterated them like Milwaukee did last year. And right. They were right there. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you, where do where does Miami go from here? Do you think Miami keeps all these guys, number one? Yes. You think everyone is staying? Okay, everyone, I can't say that. Like, Oladipo is going to be tough to keep. You think Hero's staying? <clears throat> yeah. So, And I think Hero, Oladipo, I think they're going to pay him. Okay. So, I think Hero, like, Oladipo, they kind of don't have a choice. Well... If what if he says okay. not, I don't want to? You stay want to here talk about start. this scenario because I specifically didn't react to your scenario uh, because I wanted to talk about it on here. Okay, Let's that was do an it. awful idea. Just just to start off, what Oladipo, me? Just just for for the listeners. Oh oh that that oh I got you. Tyler yeah. I forgot about that. Tyler suggested. Was it right after the game? It was after the game because I knew I I could see that Hero wants to start. It's obvious. He did he did look like he was sick that he wasn't out there in the second half. Yeah. It's obvious. <clears throat> and and Hero could crack the starting lineup. It didn't go well last time, but I think he's still improving. He's again, he's still a third-year player. Bro, his upside yeah. like he has too much upside for me to commit to a guy who's been hurt for 2 years. Well, uh, let me say let me say what I said. Yes, I said if Hero if Hero wants to start like I think he does, I would inquire to Oladipo if he would come off the bench and commit to coming off the bench and commit long term to Miami, and I would trade Hero because I think it's not that I think Oladipo is like. Has obviously, I don't think he has higher upside than Hero. Hero's what twenty two, yeah, third and year. sixth man of the year already. Yeah. Um, and Oladipo is injury prone. Although he looks 
amazing right now. He's injury prone. But, I mean, I think you get a premium paying, uh, you get, you pay Oladipo less money than you would probably play, pay Hero at this point. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So, I think a lot of teams would want Hero. I think Hero has a higher trade value than Oladipo. I wouldn't want to lose Oladipo for nothing when I can trade Hero and get something and keep Oladipo. That's how I feel about it. Just based off how Oladipo played in this series, now, I mean, I'm not sure if Hero is not injury-prone at this point. No, I'm, I'm not, not sure. Gonna go. I need a Hero, I'm not going to go that far that he's injury-prone. I'm just saying I'm not sure. That's all I'm saying. Not sure. I mean, again, I mean, I'll, I'll make a point. I don't think Miami looked as inept offensively when he played. When Hero when, did? When Hero played. Because yeah. the, the forced possessions to Struess were a lot of times yeah. being forced to Harrow, who's obviously a much better offensive player. Yes. And Harrow, like, Harrow by design is that kind of player where Struess really is not. Right. And, and to me... And Harrow, when he comes off screens, it isn't just to take a shot. Harrow can a do a lot more He's a full-blown scoring threat. He is. And yep, again, I think he'll get better. I also don't think he kills your rotation if you try to start him. Like, I don't think that's like a deal breaker for me. No, well, I didn't say that because I don't think he should start. I would start Hero, but I don't think Miami wants to start Hero. And if they don't want to start Hero, I would be surprised that um, I'd be surprised if they kept him long term not starting i don't see him as like a ginobili a willing ginobili for the rest of his career and if they're not considering starting him like we're just gonna put they're gonna do the whole just token shooter thing i don't i don't think i mean i think i'm better off having oladipo come off the bench if i'm just gonna have a token shooter to start the games i'm surprised and hero be unhappy i mean if if I'm committing to Oladipo, I I would take the risk to see if he could come back to being a starter. Mm, okay. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm kind of with you that I, I personally don't really like Harrow starting. I think he fits them really well coming off the bench. Yeah. But I also think, like, it's not like he has to take a reduced role if he continues to be their sixth man. He's still going to get a ton of shots. He's still going to be an elite player. Yeah, I mean, he averaged like 20 this season right, <laughs> coming off the right. bench. Yeah. But Oladipo, to me, like, him him being 100%, the, the versatility from that, the, the just all the things he could do on both ends, to me, I can't make it a one or the other situation. I'm doing everything in my power to keep both. And There's, there's no way they keep Oladipo. And hero, I don't think so. Oladipo is the guy. I just—he just looks like the odd man out, bro. I trust me. There's a couple teams that I like that I wish would snag Oladipo immediately. I think both of those. I think Oladipo and Oladipo would be great on a lot of teams. I think Oladipo helps Atlanta like immediately. I think Oladipo helps. um, I think Oladipo would help Dallas. Clippers. I mean, I see a lot of teams Oladipo could go to and them immediately be contenders. 
I don't I don't see the same for Hero. Um I think Hero is probably It's not that he's going to like not be good, but I think he's probably in the best situation for him right now at least. I think coming off this season, I don't see Hero like going and being like somebody's best player or second best player right now. Do you? Nah, man. I, I think we're going to see a, a lucrative extension at some point next year for him. I do, too. I do, too. But he's voiced his opinion about being unhappy coming off the bench. So, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, Miami's we've all seen the guys sign like, the extension. You know, Miami's a team that could literally scrap and then go on a deep playoff run. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, whether he's like whether he's kind of unhappy with his role, I think he'll play out the year with them even unhappy and, and perform at a high level. I do too. So, so to me, I, I guess the the overall point because you asked what does Miami do from here is run it back. Try to run it back. Run okay. it back. They're like I just I don't want to gamble trying to get better. Right. To me, anything they do to try to get significantly better is a gamble. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we saw it in this series. Despite of, of all the stuff we talked about, it really came down to none other than Jimmy Butler. Great segue. So, last podcast, we mentioned just briefly, um, what does Jimmy Butler look like after this series at, when it comes to him being the best player on the team. Um, and, you know, the Batman uh, uh, name as the best player on the team. So is Jimmy Butler a Batman on a team? You say yes. Yes. After this series. I want to he's not just any Batman he can't go to any city and be a Batman okay he's my well that's the question though so you're saying no he's not like he's not Tatum he's not uh Giannis he's not KD you know and and I'm not saying those (laughs) guys are perfect Batmans but they're like no matter where they go they're Batmans Okay. Butler's So not. are you saying that the league shouldn't see him as that? Or are you saying that he isn't someone that can take control of a team? Are you saying like other like a franchise shouldn't say, Oh, we need a new best player, let's get Jimmy Butler? Or are you saying that Jimmy Butler can't go to another franchise and become their best player? And become their franchise You see guy? you see this is where Jimmy pisses me off because he definitely can. Right. He he. No Willie. question, he's capable. Right. I mean, I told you this after the game. I think, and I don't even. In my opinion, it's not a hot take. He's shown me greatest wing of all time potential. Mm-hmm. But the the willingness to to be that is just not there. Right. And this is where like. Again, if I'm looking for a new best player, Jimmy Butler is a phenomenal option. Yeah. Phenomenal. Even if I have no clue what the rest of my roster looks like. Mm-hmm. 
but when the expectation becomes when I've when I got Butler and I built the complete roster around him, that's when I can't yeah. trust him. Gotcha. Okay. What do you think? Basically, for all the same reasons you said, I'm just going to interpret it differently. I think Jimmy Butler is the best Robin in the league by far. I think he is the best number two guy in the NBA. But right now, he's asked to be a number one, and he just is just not it. Because I, I don't. I don't think a Batman can have 47 in a game and then have, like, three points in another game in the same series. I just don't see... That's not a Batman to me. Not saying he has to average 30 or anything, but, listen, hurt or not, if he was hurt, and we don't know for sure he's hurt, we just assume, you know, the media is assuming he's hurt. If he was hurt, cool, but I need more than that. I've seen... Worst players get more than that, more hurt than he apparently is. More hurt than they can play 40, you know, 48 minutes in a game. So, to me, I think Jimmy... I think Jimmy is the best number two guy you could possibly get. I just think the problem with him being number one, for me, that he's shown in this series, is that he's not a come-get-it guy... He's not that ball dominant of a player. The way he scores like, is very It's weird because quiet. he is he is but it's it's always reluctant to be. Right. So yeah, that's it's, that's it's, what I'm saying. That, that's yeah. what I hate about him, honestly. It is so his points are so quiet. He'll have 47 and you just you only remember 10 points of it. Like it is he does that and to me that's amazing for your Robin. That's the that's the kind of Robin you want. You don't want it didn't have to be someone who can get fifty, but you want a Robin that can get thirty without anybody noticing it. Because our best player is actually getting thirty and everyone notices it. So I think he is the ideal Robin. He's what everybody would want in a Robin. He plays great defense. He's someone who can play defense the entire game and not have to score thirty and he thinks he had a good game. But Batman don't do that. They don't feel that way. They don't. They can't hey, just Batman, play defense the whole game. Bat, Bruce Wayne's put the team on their back no matter what. Yes. And the thing is, I, I bring it up all the time in the finals. Kobe had a bad game shooting. He had 18 rebounds. That's what that's what Batman, Batmans do. Uh, and Jimmy... If he has a bad shooting night, he's just like, that's cool. I'll just pass it and play good defense. That's what Robins do. That's what you want a really, really good Robin to do. And, and unfortunately, a lot of these teams don't have – they have Robins that can't be um, satisfied with just doing that. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I think I, I think Jimmy's I, I a great number two guy. To me, it's entirely by choice. Is it? It could be by choice. It can look by choice and not be at times. Like I think it looks by choice because you see the times where it's easy, but I also think that 
I think that sometimes for him to play well, it requires so many, um, so much participation by the rest of the team to like, uh, what is it? Commit to this is Jimmy's game kind of thing. Uh, in this series, it would seem like uh, guys would just say, all right, I'm just spotting up. We're gonna pass the ball. We're just gonna give it to Jimmy and get out the way. You like, I guess you. I guess to your point, it's not. It's by choice because he doesn't command the ball ever, even when he's having good games, right? Like Spolstra has to yell at the team to commit to feeding him the ball sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, times, I guess so. Other times, Spolstra is out of his mind, too, because he's like, all right, we'll just keep going to Shrews all day. Yeah, maybe Spolstra is the reason he looks like that. But he looks he was a great number two on Philly. Great. That's, that's I mean, that, where... Next like, season, that team is probably winning a championship. And I, I saw a lot of people talking about this after the Philly series. It, uh-huh. it's, it, it really is a shame that him and Embiid didn't get to run it back. Yeah. Because... I want to say... That oh, would have just been a, just an insane duo. Perfect. That would have been... It like would be a trio. The most Perfect trio. ideal situation Jimmy Butler could possibly be in basketball-wise. And if you feel that way, you have to feel that he's a Robin to me. If you no, think him playing with Embiid... Is ideal. But that's because Embiid is so great. Like you know, you put him with LeBron, I would say the same thing. You know, Jan, I, yeah. I'd say the same thing if he was with Giannis. To me, well, it's, I, the problem to, with Butler is he's so good that only a couple guys in the league would be true Batmans with him there. Just tell me who wouldn't be. Um, <clears throat> if if Bradley Beal and Jimmy Butler played together, who would be Batman? Jimmy Butler. <laughs> okay. Any, there's no, with the exception of Donovan and John Morant. Yeah. I'm not sure if anybody else would be a Batman with Jimmy there. Steph wouldn't. Wait, be what a, do you mean? Like, Ja would be a Batman with Jimmy Butler there. Well, you you said LeBron and Giannis. Yeah, there's a that's what I'm saying. There's a couple guys in the league. Oh, you're saying other than Embiid, LeBron, Giannis, yeah. Donovan, and Ja. Those are the two guards I can think of. That's really it for guards. Oh, okay, guards. Like gotcha, Trey, gotcha. there's no way. Trey, no way. Uh, Steph. Trey just led the league in scoring. Yeah, but that's because he's playing with scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> Trey would be Batman. Bro, Jimmy Butler <laughs> compared to those guys, those guys are fucking nothing compared to Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I feel that way too, skill-wise. It, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Yeah, yes, I, I, I think Jimmy Butler would be the best player on a lot of teams, but he may not be the go-to guy on every team. I think he could be the best player on the team and not necessarily be the first option, kind of how he is on this team. Uh, I just, and it would be more successful if there was another really, really good player that even if they're not necessarily better than him, are always the number one option, like Trey. I think Jimmy and Trey would play great together, but Trey would take more shots 
Trey would probably average more points, and he probably would still average double-digit assists. Jimmy would still put in his 22 points a game, whatever, something like that. It's really sick that Philly lost Jimmy, and I can't remember exactly how much of it was Philly, how much of it was him. But to turn around after that and pay Tobias as much as they did was just just not it, bro. Like, Real I'll go pass on the Ben Simmons shit because I didn't know it would turn to this. But right, Tobias, I could have told you that was a bad deal. Real quick, <clears throat> Miami kind of made it to this finals playing a lot of hobbled teams, I would say. Not that I think I don't think Atlanta would have beaten them, but John Collins was obviously hurt the entire series. Capella was he missed two or three games in the series. Embiid missed the first two games. Was obviously still hurt. He got thumb surgery this weekend, and so obviously he was hurt that entire series. Uh, and then they go against Boston, who was by far. I mean, it was really the only healthy team that they played. And, I mean, obviously, I mean, not saying that that is that big of a deal because they still took Boston to seven. But I'm saying this stretch, this playoff run that they had, people forget that the teams they played were, you know, their best players, second best player on Atlanta, first best player on Philly. You're such a, you're such a Miami hater, bro, because I can trash the Warriors the same way. Who had an easier first round than the Warriors? An easier first round? Than the Warriors. Miami. Miami. You're right. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. That was the only one. Boston made it easier, but that was by fours. But no, but seriously. Now, Boston. But seriously, Denver has got only one of their three great players. Uh, But the MVP was out there. John the, Moran, I mean, if they John put, Moran finishes the series, that probably goes seven. I'm not. De- I'm not denying that. I don't. I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying that Miami had the easiest stretch in the playoffs. I'm not saying that. I'm just. I was just saying that Boston was the most healthy team they played. That's all I'm saying. That's. I mean, that's Boston fair. be the most healthy team the Warriors played too. And and to be honest with you, Boston deserves this because I mean, how many playoff runs have they had with? going up against somebody who's healthy while they're not. Right. And I, I was going to segue into that. Boston, I mean, they beat Brooklyn in four. They beat Milwaukee, the defending champs, which and they were hurt. Middleton was out, but to me, Middleton missing games isn't like... You still beat... I'll never dis... You beat the best player in the league. Yeah. I'll never yeah, dis... The most like, dominant player in the I'm league. I'm not going to discredit sure. that. Right, they beat two out of two out of the top five, three out of the top fifteen players in the league in the first two rounds. It was that's impressive. Yeah, uh, very impressive. Again, th- and they were me, healthy. These are the two most deserving best teams to come out of the conference I could think of in in a while. I wonder. I want to circle back to Udoka's year this season. Fantastic year. And one thing I think is really impressive, and people don't bring this up, when comparing him to Steve Kerr, Nick Nurse, um, Ty Lue, all those guys had really good coaches the year before they got there. 
Warriors were on track to the finals before Kerr, the year before Kerr got there. Some injuries took them out of, you know, their chance to make it to the finals. They were a contender the year before he got there. Maybe not like the strong contender, okay. but they look like, oh, the Warriors could do this. Yeah, and then I'm some injuries you. took them out of it. Toronto was LeBron away from being in the finals before yeah. Nick Nurse got Wayne there. Wayne Casey was had them going. Yeah, they were straight. Honestly, if LeBron had left and Dwayne Casey was still there, Toronto was still going to the finals. Yeah. It, it didn't matter. Even with DeRozan there, they still were probably going to the finals. So, um, and then who who was the other one I said? Um, Kerr, uh, oh, was that it? Kerr? No, Nurse? Lou, Ty Lu. Ty Lu. The Cavs, they were in the finals. Yeah, they were in the finals. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, this Boston team had been, they've been knocking on the door. I'm not saying that they couldn't ever go to the finals. With Kyrie, I believe they could have went to the finals. But they've been knocking on the door. They've been getting beat. No one could figure out why they can't make it. Um, they they seem so immature before. And we've dogged Brad Stevens as a coach for the last two years. At least I have. Mostly and you. Udoka <laughs> came. Udoka came. You did the last year. Just the last yeah. year. Udoka came in and turned the team into a finals team that has made it through such great teams. Every time they got up to a really great team, Boston got beat every year. They play, you know, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, right. and then when it's time for the actual good matchup for them, they would lose. So that's something that I think is really impressive. Yudoka's done to get to these finals. I think people are comparing him to Nurse and Kerr and um, how do I keep Lou, forgetting Ty Lu and Ty Lu, but all of them had these great foundations built before they took over, and Boston was not a good foundation. Everyone in the Boston league agreed with that. Talent, not a good foundation. Exactly. And he he put they had a, that talent together. I, I do think Kerr had to do more of that than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like like you said, the Warriors were so complete, so ready. Uh, they were Boston ready. was yeah. not ready. They weren't. And the Warriors before Kerr got there, they Clay and Steph were already considered the two, best shooting. Yeah. They're, Mark Jackson is the one who called them the best shooting backcourt ever. And people were like, what? What are you talking about? You know, I mean, he was the one who called them that. So it wasn't like yeah. all of a sudden they were like, oh, these guys can really shoot like when eight, Kerr got eight there. Eight they years were... later, apparently Mark Jackson still can't get a job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, nah, man. Yeah, I think, man. I think Udoka probably deserves – I think he deserves more credit than Brown or Tatum or Smart. Any, like any individual Boston player, I've seen the flashes of what we're seeing now. Yeah. To me, maybe Tatum, like the the year in, in totality, I would say he's developed a lot. Yeah. But, but the like Udoka pressed every right button on this team. I agree. Every Even single Horford. one. At like the best moments he- too. Yeah, and so many it's, times this team lost big series games and could have collapsed and didn't. Yeah, absolutely, definitely, very very strong team, strong minded team this season. Udoka definitely changed yeah. their mindset, their mentality. Really, they are uh, tough guys. 
they showed the stat after the game or towards the end of the game that he hadn't lost a back-to-back game the whole run. Mm. I mean, back-to-back seven-game seven series, and you don't lose back-to-back once. Right. So that's really impressive. It is. Absolutely is. So is it, do we have anything else before we get into the finals? No, nah, man. Miami, run it back. That's it. Miami. We'll see. Hopefully. I wouldn't be I surprised pray. if something crazy happened with them. I pray. They, they did something really Oladipo. insane. I pray. I hope they let Oladipo go. I want to see Oladipo blossom somewhere. Bro, if they keep Oladipo, he's going to be seventh man. And, and eating. No. Kill it. Him no. and Harrow, the best bench duo in the league. A former all-star still kind of in his age-wise still in his prime seventh man no he was out for two years so was clay and he's starting but clay took his sweet ass time coming back oladipo it's not like clay had an injury got healthy he had an unfortunate another injury right after getting healthy we weren't even sure if oladipo would ever get healthy again I thought Oladipo would get healthy, man. Bro, we didn't even know what happened to him. How many times did we talk about Miami? And look, yo, we were in January, February. Like, yo, is Oladipo coming back? What, what's going on? Like, is he going to play? Is he healthy? Where is he? But he looks like he's been healthy all this time and just hasn't been playing. That's why it looks like they took their time with him because he, he was – he apparently wasn't healthy and he comes back and he's forcing five turnovers off Jalen Brown strips and looks like the most athletic player in the gym again. Hey, I'm not gonna, that's, that's the league forgetting how good he was. No, but I'm, I'm saying you, your first game back. I mean, Clay's first game back, he dunked on the whole Cavs team. That was impressive. But like you said, they, it's cause he took his time coming back. He probably has been ready to play. Yeah. Oladipo, he comes out and he automatically looked like the f- most athletic player on the court. But, but again, like... His, and apparently he wasn't ready. I don't remember what the injury was, if it was his hip or his calf. It, it was but like... They, ne- one, they were never very clear about it. There was no clarity about it at all. But it was something that, like, wasn't fixed properly. Yeah. So, to me, those situations are always dangerous in... Miami being as complete as they are, they had no need to rush him back. Well, the the point was, I think he was healthy long before he came back. And yeah, they didn't need to rush him back. They were the number one seed. There's no reason to play him if they didn't have to. But they did, and he looks great. So I I, I don't think I I think maybe not playing him could have been strategy to try to keep him because now. Other teams have only seen him play three games to know, yeah, you know, six they, games. If they to throw know him out there like uh, like Dallas did with Brunson, he probably would have did similar things. That's what I'm saying. But I, I'll take a step back. I'm just happy. I really don't care where Oladipo's playing. I just want to see him on the court. Oladipo, go get your money, man. Go be happy For somewhere. Sure. Go be For the star sure. player again. Just not not, not like Sacramento or, or Orlando. I mean, he's not going to go back to Orlando, but just you no. know, pick a decent team. Don't go back to Indiana either. Sure. No way. Bro, They're come done. to Toronto. 
Toronto is pretty nuts. That would be nuts. Him in Toronto. Oladipo is one of those guys that really could help every team. He really could. Him and Dame would be nice. That would be interesting, fun to watch. He would go off with Luka. I know, yeah. I that was the second team I thought of. Dallas. I'll say I'll I think say him and another point guard. I think Phoenix doesn't need him. They don't need him, but I wouldn't hurt. He, he, like he yeah, he helps, but he doesn't make them better to me. Yeah, that's true. Every other team I think no. he makes better at least slightly. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Okay. Finals preview. Let's get it. Um, what is it going to take for these teams, for each team to win? Let's start with Boston since we've been talking about Boston this whole time. Mm. You know what? They have to dominate inside. I yeah. watched... Um, and obviously Dallas isn't very good, but when you allow Warriors to look big, and they're not, they don't really fool people into thinking they're big. They just rebound. Yeah. They rebound. They're aggressive. They they're physical. They can't be. They can't dominate in those categories. Right. Like you have to punctuate the fact that you have Robert Williams, Al Horford. You got Grant Williams. Brown is an inside, could be an inside player. You have to control the basket. Yeah. That to yeah. me, because if you if you fall in love playing Warriors basketball, jumpers back and forth, everyone's moving the ball, like two teams are playing good basketball, yet not, only the Warriors are scoring for some reason. Not going to win. You're losing. You're losing. and You're probably yeah. losing quick. Yeah, I think you hit it perfectly, man. It, for me, I mean, it's it's be big. They have to be big. We can't have Horford out here just, like, trying to guard wings and not doing anything on the offensive end. We need They have to make Looney and Draymond work the entire game. Um, I don't – I'm not – I think one thing I was thinking of was how can they use their physicality in this game with the Warriors because – Warriors are a team where your physicality really doesn't matter because they don't try to bang inside. They don't try to uh, post up. They don't try to really play you by being physical like Miami often does. Um, So they have to use their IQ, defensive IQ in this series, big time. Uh, Be ready to run. They have to be ready. Because for me, for me, on the Warriors' end, it's being quick. They have to be quick. Um, but you know, I think that's their man. Boston what? has the and and Warriors. Warriors just do, demolish teams that do this. Boston has the mm-hmm. the miss layup epidemic. Yeah, Boston misses they do a lot of layups. Teams that do that. And and what's worse, you were talking about it. Guys are on the floor after they miss layups. If you let the Warriors play four, uh, five on four, you're going to lose. You're done. You're done, dude. You're not even making yeah. it to game six. See, and this is why I say they have to use their physicality in a positive way. They have to be strong going to the basket. Yeah. They have to 
not foul, but you know, be physical when the Warriors do drive. Um, they have to use their physicality constructively, or else. And you you got to really put pressure like point. the Warriors have looked deep all playoffs, and they're not. But the problem is nobody's capable of exposing that except finally Boston. Yeah, because Warriors will play nine, Boston will play six and or seven, and you know the two end of the Warriors nine will not help them against Boston at yeah. all. Like, you but know? my thing, there's so much to do when you're physical. Now you're putting pressure on Draymond to get in foul trouble. You making the Warriors, you know go-to guys work way harder you just yeah. putting yourself you still might not win the series but if you're mm-hmm. not the more physical team you're not even going to put yourself in a good chance right right yeah um also limiting turnovers man i i think uh and I they say that for both some teams. people i was going to say some people on espn have been hitting this the team with the most turnovers in this series will probably be the team that loses the series. Just plain and simple. I'm, plain I'm and curious simple. who's going to be turning the ball over. Like, is it going to be collective <laughs> issues? Is it going to be specific guys again? Both teams See, have and that's done what, it different, like, in different ways. That's what makes it a little bit dangerous because you know who turns the ball over on Golden State. It's Draymond, it's Poole, it's Steph. They are the turnover guys. And the thing is, because they're like the designated turnover guys, I think the team is ready for it when it happens. Boston, no one on Boston should be turning the ball over, but it's always someone different. They all they find it a different way every game. Yeah, like, oh, look, Tatum has seven. And the thing is, even when Draymond, Steph, and Poole do it, they may all have three or four. Maybe one. Maybe Draymond has five, but Jason. And Jalen, man, seven, eight, six, five and one quarter. That shit is, like yeah, that, that is that stuff. And the thing is, man, let's transition to the Warriors. What it takes for them to win, they have to convert on fast breaks. They have to. I, I Wiggins and Steph and Poole have to get out on breaks, and they have to score on breaks. Because they don't score on breaks. I think they're going to have a hard time. I shouldn't say hard time, but a more difficult than necessary time uh, getting easy buckets, especially in half court. There's not a lot of easy buckets on Boston. It just isn't, especially if Looney's going to stay in the paint. You got Robert Williams and Horford, who are both devastating shot blockers, just waiting. Uh, there's no easy buckets there. I do think... I do think the Warriors' offense is a lot more consistent. It is. So, like, even if it's defended well, we still have a better idea of what we're going to see from them. Where yeah. with the Celtics, they'll look like like the Warriors aren't even in their league. And then the, the next game, they'll look like they're not in the Warriors' league. The next quarter, they might. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not even the next game. Exactly. They did it in Miami, um, this whole series, yeah. I, I'm... My heart wants Boston to win this series, but everything yeah. in my basketball brain tells me that it's going to be Golden State. This series, I think, because both these teams, both both of these teams are so good, I 
think it's a complete toss-up. Um, I would be really happy with either of these teams winning. I think Golden State winning, Steph getting another championship. I love this dynasty. This is probably my favorite dynasty. And obviously, because I'm living through it, and I'm in yeah. you know my prime age watching it, one of my favorite dynasties ever to watch. Um, it probably is the first like actual dynasty of our lifetimes. Um, and I mean the Splash Brothers. I think it, for Miami. No, not if you lose two. Two and two and two, but you're four straight finals. I, that's that's a dynasty to me. It's not. I think it's not a dynasty because it was like a light switch. How they got together. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, like it was. Um, Warriors went from getting close, some injuries they lost. Next year we're there, we're there, we're there, we're there, we're there. Injuries we lost, we're there, we're there. You know that kind of thing. I think. The consistency, you got to do it for more than four, I think. Yeah, I think you got to do it for more than four. Otherwise, the Cavs would be a dynasty, too. LeBron's Cavs team. I'll give you that. And you know what's so great about both of these teams? And I think a lot of of people in basketball are rooting for both of these teams because they have been patient. They've built the team. They've committed to draft picks. They've developed draft picks. They've trusted draft picks. And they've made slight moves whether it's in the off season or in mid season to just improve the team i mean what was it 10 out of the 17 players were g league players that is, on warriors that is insanity insanity man like 10 out of 17 the greatest like that is one of the greatest player de- like development performances in the history of the sport yeah. Honestly, I it's yeah. unimaginable. I mean, you and I root for organizations that we don't have high like good faith in. Right. So we deal with the fact that I mean, I can't tell you how many fucking years I've sat there looking at draft picks like, yo, who is this guy? And then two months into the season, I'm like, what happened to to so and so? Oh, he's out of the fucking yeah. league cuz he sucks. Right. Or it's even worse. It's a guy who is kind of good enough to be in the league, but because the organization has no direction, we have no clue what his role is, how he's developing, what the idea for him is. That it's just a guy who's like hot and cold for a number of years. Yeah. I was worried about that with uh, Moody when the Warriors got Moody, and I should have had more faith in them. But I thought it was kind of odd they got him. I don't really know what position he plays. I don't really know how tall he is. He looks like a different height for some reason every time I see him play throughout this season. Uh, but yet, they stuck with him, man. And then he's gotten great minutes, I mean, in in these playoffs and has looked good. But earlier this season, I was like, oh, wow, they just they had another pick, so they just had to get somebody. He'll be gone. But, I mean, they stuck with him, man, and they, he's gotten better as the season has went on. Yeah. And that's what a good team does. They stick with these guys, man. Yeah. But you're right. I've Boston's seen it a bunch same. of times. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Boston absolutely. could have easily, bro. Boston could have easily packaged Jalen Brown for like a massive overhaul. Yeah, easily. And every time, every time they get a piece that they think is going to fit a veteran piece, they end up trading it for some something younger, and it works out better. 
Yeah. Like we we've seen it three times now. They they had Hayward, uh, you know, Kimba. They, they trade yeah. these guys for a younger piece. Schroeder trade it for a younger piece, and it's worked out for the better every time. And you know what they've done at least the last like year or two is they've trusted the right role players. Like I, I if you yeah. had told me if you had told me that Boston would have given up on Carson Edwards as he was coming out versus mm-hmm. that they would buy into Peyton Pritchard to where he would be uh, like beating Milwaukee in games essentially I, yeah. I would laugh. Yeah, me too. But they me made too. the right call. Even, even that kid they had, um, Waters, Tremont Waters. Yeah. He came in and was like fantastic for them in certain games uh, that one season. And if you told me that, yeah, next year they're just gonna, he's just gonna maybe be out of the league, and they're gonna go for Pritchard instead. But how many I, guys? I wouldn't have believed you. I know. And how many guys have they tried to plug in as like the corner specialist? just to stay out of the way for Brown and Tatum. And, yeah. and none of them worked, but Grant Williams... Except for they the guy they drafted. With. Yep, their actual draft pick. Boom. And now he... And he, yep. he just literally won you a series the previous the round before. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So, uh, tell me more about... What the Warriors need to do? Who? That's right. Who do you think needs to have the biggest games in the for the Warriors? And and you you're you practically read my mind because for me the key to winning this series for the Warriors is Steph and Poole can't be awful. Mm. That's mm-hmm. it. Clay. <laughs> That's it. Clay, do, keep doing what you're doing. Wiggins, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, Draymond, maybe take it down a notch with the turnovers, just like a single notch. Mm-hmm. Steph just can't be awful. I like how Draymond played in the last Mavericks game. I don't the remember if we one, talked yeah. about that or not. I don't think so. Because last they, one he played the great. series wasn't done last time we went. Yeah, Mavericks won that next game. Right. Yeah, we didn't. We're not going to talk about it though. But Draymond looked really good in that last game. Very focused. Yeah, you know, back against the wall play good yeah yeah i i completely agree it's it's pool and stuff to me as well um i think wiggins i think wiggins keep doing what he's doing maybe a bigger ask than it seems it's you know like also got a lot of threats it's one thing to key in on a guy and like focus on a matchup you're getting switched yeah. out on tatum and brown who attack like who take completely different shots and then, like, yeah. Smart will attack you like he's those guys. You'll throw you off with that. Then Horford, all this. Yeah. They just they got a lot of threats in Boston. I think I think what's dangerous for uh, Golden State is that Poole and Steph, Smart is the only player that can guard either of them. Like, Derek White cannot guard Poole. I think we'll I th- see that. I think that. Brown could guard Poole. Uh, he can guard Poole, but I just don't think he would be. I mean, like, just from, like, the, like, point guard spot. Yeah. He might, I, I guess he might, if Steph and uh, Poole are out there at the same time. Maybe maybe Jalen would be on him. But I, I still think that's a tough, it's tough because Poole might foul, might get him in foul trouble. Yeah. But uh, I think Wiggins has to, has to use his athleticism in this series. I, he can't just be 
three and D in the series. Grant to me. Williams. That's he can't do that. No. No, he can't. Right, he can't be a three and D guy for them. He can't be like what Otto Porter does for them, just rebounds and threes. We need hit. We need some dunks. We need him to get out on breaks and challenge guys that try to stop them on breaks. We need him to be able to get into the shot of Tatum and Brown. They need all of the things that makes Andrew Wiggins a pristine athlete. They they need all of that in this series for sure. But. Like you said, he's been doing that this whole Maverick series. So I I would expect him to be ready to keep doing that, but we've seen him, you know, come and go throughout this series yeah, and, and throughout I, this season, I should say. I just I don't think that any of those guys decide like to me they could overcome Clay shooting poorly and they'll obviously Absolutely. be better if Clay shoots great. Same thing, like, mm-hmm. they could overcome Wiggins not being involved. They could even overcome their supporting cast not really playing well. I, I haven't seen them yeah. overcome games when Poole's not playing well. Mm. Uh, and then Steph, same Very thing. few, very few. During the year, yeah. during the year they could do it, but in the playoffs, like, they've been very dependent on sustaining good offense. Yeah, and the, I think when Poole doesn't play good, Steph plays. It's because Steph was playing good, and they just didn't need Poole to be too aggressive, yeah. and vice versa. So, either any game, they're gonna need at least one of them. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And then also, Looney has to keep doing what he was doing this whole Mavs series, which is be the best center and, he can be. And this is gonna I be a lot harder this like peak. round. It is. Absolutely, and he might he might not, but I think I think he'll still get looks because I think off the screens, Boston's gonna want to switch, and Robert Williams goes for every single block. I mean, you could look up at the basket, and Robert Williams is gonna jump he wants every that time, shit, yeah. every time, and and that's how Looney gets open a lot of times. They make the you know the quick switch. Steph does a pump fake and bounce passes it right to. Robert Williams wide open, yeah. you know. I could see something like that happening a few times, but the rebounds he was getting, that might not happen. Uh, him being physical inside probably is not going to work in his favor this time. So we'll see how that goes too. Do you want to call it your prediction? You know what else I'm curious no? real quick about is how uh-huh. long, how many games – Will Gary Payton have to play? He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be one hundred percent. Yeah, apparently. And and he 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 has an impact, but it's not like a, a crazy impact. Yeah. If Iguodala plays, and he's healthy, then then Boston might be in trouble. I haven't read anything today, but from what I read. In the end of last series, Peyton and Iggy will be ready for game one of this series. I think Porter was going to be questionable, but Peyton and Iggy were like, for sure. I saw a film of Peyton in full practice today. Okay. So I think he's going to be ready. I think he makes a big difference with them getting fast breaks, getting turnovers. Uh, he's someone who forces turnovers. Um, very good defender. Uh, you know, smart defender, and he finishes on every break, you know. So I think that's 
that's going to be big. I think Warriors have to get well. all the easy baskets. He was, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, I think if Porter comes back, he helps them with size, but I'm not sure if he is. And you know, I don't think it necessarily hurts them him not coming back, but him coming back only helps. I think. Isn't it weird? I didn't hear shit about Iguodala all playoffs, and now all of a sudden he's ready. Last I heard in the last uh, okay. last series, was, them saying was that day to day at that point. Okay. No, he wasn't day to day. He was he wasn't even dressed in the games. He I think they were just saying that um, they were hoping that they would finish the series early so they could have him back. Mm. I did see they were them. Just hoping uh, that, they were very happy to get the extra rest. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I'm not sure. I mean, he helps on defense too, of course. Of course. And the Warriors, I hope that they don't come in there fouling the Celtics. You know what's funny is the Warriors and Boston have shown that you can overcome like glaring flaws. Yeah, because the Warriors never fixed their center problem. No, they didn't. Boston we never about fixed it all their season. point guard problem. We talked about it all season. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. So this is a wake up call they to can. all the teams who aren't good enough that, like, you can be. And the thing is, they're both really good at something. You know, Boston is really good at defense. The Warriors are really good at moving the ball. And you know they work around it, work around their flaw. Like you said, they can't overcome the flaws. Warriors have a number one pick or number two pick, whatever, on the bench. You know, not ready to play, and it's their center would be their starting center. Golden State has home so, court, right? It it was crazy, by the way, that Golden State had home court regardless, even though they were what the third seed. Yeah. That's, that's really crazy how uh, Phoenix, Memphis, and, and Golden State just ran out ahead of everybody in the standings. Yeah. Yep. Because Golden State was number one for a while. For a while yeah. They were number before... two for a while, too. Yeah. yeah. I'll make the pick. Yep. Golden State in seven. Seven? Seven. I, I, Boston, Boston is too good to lose in anything less than that, in my opinion. I'll say six. Golden State. I think they're six. going to Boston and getting them out of there. I mean, the way this last I think they win one went, in Boston. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they win at least one in Boston. I think they're going to trade them off, just like Boston's been doing. I just think I think they, the Warriors will make the crucial plays that Giannis and company and Jimmy and company just couldn't. So wait, 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 at home or away? At home, game seven. You're saying you think Boston wins in in Golden State? No, no, no. I think Golden State wins in seven. No, no, no. I mean, you think Boston takes some games in San Francisco? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I, game seven. It'll probably matter, but besides that, I don't think home court will decide. I think if it's going to decide a game for somebody, it'll be for Golden State. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think, yeah. yeah, I think Boston will have more trouble winning in Golden State. And if someone is going to lose at home, it'll be Boston. Yeah. 
That's why I say six. But I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven, and I will obviously enjoy I, it. I will be rooting for Boston. I, I tell you, just because their road to get here was so eternal. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I predicted them to win the East the year before this past one. I think we both did. Because I, I was, I was like I think... a fucking year early on Brown and Tatum, like really taking the team to the next heights. Bro, I was with you. You know, I've been saying for years they have my favorite six in the league. Yeah. I thought for sure they would eventually figure it out, but I, you know, I hoped Kimba would be there maybe. Yeah. But it is what it is. But, yeah. I was with you because, you know, I've been on the Jalen Brown train. You know, we've been on the same Jalen Brown. I don't, I'm not going to bring it up here because we'll be talking about it again. But, you know, we talked about it the other day. I, I feel the same way. I feel like those guys are elite, elite. Yeah. I don't really care if they win a championship, though. They just – it would be cool. I think them getting here was cool enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm worried. I, I'm worried if Tatum gets a championship, they're gonna start really hyping the fuck out of him. They are. Like Morant. Like the like Morant's hype is the same way where it went from, oh, he's like he's top player in the league. Oh my God, Morant is the face of the basketball. Like Morant is the new Iverson. Yeah, the yeah. New, you see, like yeah. that. He's better than Derrick Rose, and Derrick Rose was MVP here. They were doing know, all like, kinds okay, of stuff. Okay, bro, like, you on, you man. wore you wore a band. It was a cool like. It was a nice tribute. You even hit the fucking jab move on Jimmy the one time that looked sick. Yeah, but you know, I just I don't want to hear that shit after the, if they win the fucking finals. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you will. If they do, you know. Especially I mean, if he you're plays going, well. They're yeah. gonna if do he it. plays well, for sure. If he plays well and he hits at least one fadeaway, they're going to say it. And I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to even I do think hope, about it. But they're I, I need say a game it. winner in this series, at least in one game. From Tatum? From anyone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want like a real, like a key shot to decide how the series goes. <laughs> how many blowouts in this series? A minimum of three. <laughs> minimum. I'll say, uh, yeah, I'll say three too. Yeah. And if if it's straight blowouts like Miami, the series of Miami almost was, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. be really mad at Boston because that means they're re- they really could have gone sixteen and zero. Boston, I don't think Boston's gonna have any blowouts. I'll I'll say that that might be a hot take, but how you go from disrespecting Miami to disrespecting Boston, bro? What do you mean? They're definitely gonna blow them out once. No blowouts. None. None. Bro, Boston, Miami came back down. I mean, had an 11-0 run in one minute. What can the Warriors do with one Golden minute? State if lost- Boston isn't scoring. Bro, Golden huh? State before going to the conference finals lost by a historic margin. It's okay. It's not. It it's not that that. <laughs> it's not that that like that was a weakness for them. It's that if they're up three one or two zero, they're prone to taking but a game off. Boston doesn't play like Memphis. They don't play that nonstop, Asher throat. Like they don't have games where they just like go bananas like that often. 
Not against like really good teams. Okay. We'll Not see. often. We'll see. If it is, it'll be like because Grant Williams hit seven threes. Boston's which... whole playoff run to me is them being way better than who they're playing and way worse than who they're playing. Oh yeah, might be. So uh, yeah. I think we're gonna get a lot of that. We'll see. But we'll see. Golden State is significantly better than anybody they've played. But I could say the yeah. same thing the other way. I don't think they're. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I know Memphis seems seems <laughs> good, but no. <laughs> you knew I was gonna say Memphis. I mean, who else? Because obviously they're better than <laughs> Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Denver. Yeah. Okay. I think that's enough for today. Unless you have anything else you want to touch on? No, man. I'm I'm hyped about these finals. I can't wait. I'm mad. I'm mad. Me we too, had. To, I know. I know. It normally is like this, but I wish they would have just went straight to fucking game one. Yeah, I know. I remember. Me when, too. Uh, I, like I'm ready right now. <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, it was 2013. The Spurs, uh, or Miami survives. Or maybe the Spurs survived. But remember the game Tony Parker hit the crazy, like, up and under on LeBron? Yeah. The game won. I, I believe one of those teams, will, like, had a really tough series prior and then went straight to the yeah. finals, like, a day later. I think it was I think it was San Antonio. I forgot. Was it the was it OKC who they beat in seven? Yeah, I think seven. it was. Okay. Because OKC... That was the bo- OKC was in the finals the year before, and then yeah. the next season they they didn't. I mean, the Spurs beat them the next season. I think yeah. could be wrong though. Yeah, but, I don't remember. I, mean, I do remember. Ago, I think just one of those teams came into the finals with no rest. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will be back after game two, probably. Um. See how it goes, man. Yeah. First two games in Golden State. You think Golden State takes them both? No. Okay. I'll, I'll make a hot take right now. I think Boston destroys them game one. I. My brain agrees with you. I just don't want it to happen, but I think I agree. Yeah. I don't want it to happen, but I, I I've been feeling that the last two days. I'm not sure Golden State is ready for the the talent Boston has right away. They've been they've been waiting though, man. They've been Draymond's telling resting. us Draymond was telling us he's ready. Let's we'll see. I think Draymond's gonna play like garbage as the first game. I think Draymond would be the worst player on the court in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a I'm hot dead take serious. at all. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to come out so flat. I can't wait. Draymond and Smart are just... I'm so happy they're both in the finals because we're going to see some wild shit from both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to be impressed by the Warriors' defense this series also. That's my last prediction here. I'll, rem- I'll remember that. I'll, I'll definitely remember that. <laughs> it's a hot take. I'll acknowledge. Yeah. Very, very but I do high. think they're going to play a good D. Anyway, we uh, thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back after game two. Um, please subscribe, follow us, 
share all the good stuff and um we'll see you guys next time